and welcome back to another episode, a special episode today of the MDCP, our Million Dollar Coach Program podcast. Joined today with special guest, Mr. Justin Rodriguez. How are you, Justin? I'm doing good. I just got my That's workout good. done, so I'm still a little red in the face, but uh, I'm doing okay. I'm doing <laughs> well, what, what was your weapon of choice today, your poison today? Oh, today was, uh, it was kind of a Murph recovery for our, for our box because um, we had some mm -hmm. people do it Saturday, some people do it Monday. So today was um, a rower, wall ball, rower, alternating dumbbell snatch workout, little partner workout. So there's some built-in rest, some high intensity mm -hmm. if you wanted it to be, um, but yeah. it was a good one. After round one, I didn't want to do rounds two and three, but we got through it. <laughs> I'm not feeling like wall balls are too much of a recovery from Murph, but cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no one's signing up for that today. Yeah. Um, but you very uh, generously uh, replied to a reach out. Um, I had sent some of our followers on Instagram a message just saying, hey, thanks for your support. You know, is there anything you want to hear about, anything that you want to talk about? And you sent back a great reply, and I was like, great, let's let's get on and have a chat. So, um why don't you just give me a little bit of your backstory about, you know, where you're at. I know you're at CrossFit Greenville in North Carolina, um, but how you found CrossFit, how long you've been CrossFitting and sort of what then led you to becoming a coach? Um, well, my journey um, to CrossFit, it, it came at a really good time. Um, I mm -hmm. was uh, active duty military. I was in the Marine Corps here and um, I got hurt. And so mm -hmm. after my career got cut short by an injury, I came, we moved to Greenville, my wife and I and my family. And um, I spent a few years here doing the, the Globo gym, the, you know, weightlifting type stuff. I've always been a weightlifter, athletic guy. Um, and I was still trying to rehab my knee and get back into that sort of thing. And I just, you know, I started following the sport of CrossFit. Mm -hmm. um, and it just got, you know, social media was blowing up and CrossFit was growing. And so... I reached out. We have two gyms here in Greenville, uh, my gym, CrossFit Greenville, and then there's another one here. And I reached out to both of them. And um, my gym owner, Matt, just happened to be the first one that got back to me. And I yep. met him and he was a really cool guy. And um, I met one of his other coaches uh, at the time. And um, I just decided to jump in and yeah, uh, did my foundations course. And that was about 2016. I think mm -hmm. that was 2016. Um, yeah, it's cool. And it, it really did fill a gap for me because even though, you know, I, I, I left the military in 2012, joined CrossFit in 2016, um, but it still hadn't really, even though I'd been here for four years, still hadn't really found a community, hadn't found really like close friends. Um, mm -hmm. And CrossFit kind of filled that gap that, you know, the military life leaves because the military is a very close knit group, lots of friends, very deep culture. Um, and there was a hole after I, I, I had to leave. Um, and so when I found CrossFit, it, it was almost a nice replacement for it. You know, it just started making really, really good friends, friends that I have to this day, been there for six, seven years now. Um, and I was just hooked. I, I really enjoyed the community aspect and, and the loud music and, and the group suffering, which is very similar to the military at times. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, after about... I want, well, almost immediately I knew I wanted to coach. It was just a matter of putting it all together and, and, and finding the time to get to the L1 um, while mm -hmm. also managing being a husband and a father and, you know, all that sort of stuff. And so finally Life. it was 2018 or let's see, 2019, uh, the, the years go by. It seems so fast nowadays. I can't even keep track. <laughs> Um, well, we've got that three-year gap in the middle from 2020 where everything absolutely. just turned into a blur. 
<laughs> um, I think it might have been July of 2020 is when I finally mm-hmm. took the leap and I went, I signed up for the L1. And mm-hmm. I am fortunate to have a gym owner. Um, his name's Matt Hines. And um, he is one of those gym owners that says, hey, you want to do this? I'm willing to help you. And he does. Even even as a coach now, continuing education, if, if there's a mm-hmm. course we want to go to, he's like, I got half. No problem. Yep. Great. Um, he's, he's, he's one of those really, really good owners, very involved. And so he um, he helped me get to the L1 course. And um, I went to, it was at CrossFit Somnium there in Virginia Beach. And uh, Kristen Bowen was our flow master. Jason Fernandez was an instructor. Mm-hmm. And um, Cassidy, um, whose last name escapes me at the moment, was our other mm-hmm. instructor there. And um, loved it. Loved every minute of it. Um, totally new experience. Um, but it, from that moment on, I just, I'm one of those people that, that I can just dive in. And I just have a, a lot of curiosity. And it just kind of bloomed from there. Um, and uh, since then, I mean, I've been to the gymnastics course. Um, and I've also, I just recently got done doing uh, EC's uh, masterclass or nutrition masterclass. That How good is that? Coaches. Yeah. Awesome. Absolutely awesome. Um, mm-hmm. She is the master of making things simple. Um, yep. And it was really cool to get to work with her. Um, yeah. really, really love that experience. And I still, I still message her back and forth every now and again, and she's gracious enough to, to reply and acknowledge, but, um, that course was, was life changing. Absolutely love that course. I've heard, uh, so many good things about that course. And I know, um, both on the FitFiliate podcast and this one, we have had a couple of chats with EC and they've been wildly, you know, popular, um, episodes because, you know, she's so relatable and she's so, um, open with the information that she has to share and what she has to offer and contribute. So, you know, really um, powerful stuff. You said something interesting to me uh, when, when you know, I was replying to your um, messages when I said, hey, let's jump on the podcast. Let's, I think you've got a great story, you know, and we can dig a little bit into, you know, the areas that you're passionate about. But you said, well, you know, I'm not a full-time coach. I don't know that I have much of a a story to tell. I'm like, oh, dude, you've you've got a story. And, you know, one of the things that you said that you consider yourself to be a professional coach, but you aren't working full-time in, in the space, which, you know, there's a lot of coaches not working full-time, you know, 50-hour, you know, coaching, being gym man- managers and, and head coaches and stuff. But it's a refreshing perspective that you still view yourself as a professional coach where do you think that um, that sort of came from for you or what is that just something organically within you or something that you set out when you embark on something? You're like, well, I'm going to be the best I can be at this. What well, I think just the word professional, um, for me, it, it really was defined by my military <laughs> service. Um, <laughs> it is, it, it's just willing to be, the best at something. And, and I don't know if you can ever be the best at something like being a CrossFit coach. Um, there's, there's a, there's a quote that, that I stole and I actually had to go back and find it just in preparation. Um, but it, it, it's an Ernest Hemingway quote and it says that, um, we're all apprentices in a craft in which no one ever becomes a master. And oh, I think, I think that applies here. Um, mm. and, and it professional to me, it's just a state of mind. It, it's mm-hmm. willing to put in the effort, it is constant curiosity, constant willing to learn, 
um, wanting to be of service to other people. And if you're going to do that, why not be good at it? Mm. Um, it? Why sign up to do something like this to just do the bare minimum? Mm. Um, and so it it is something that that I believe started with my upbringing and started with the military service. Um, mm -hmm. it, it just it, it's a state of mind. It's it's something that has become a part of me. Um, I don't want to be the coach that that everyone's like, oh, well, it's, it's his class. I don't want to go to that class. You know, I, I, and, and we don't have any of those in my gym. I'm proud to say that we do not have any of those coaches, um, mm -hmm. if I can brag on our gym for a minute. But it's just the constant pursuit of excellence. Mm -hmm. um, it, does, it doesn't mean you're perfect. It doesn't mm -hmm. mean that you're not going to make mistakes. It doesn't mean you have all the answers. I get asked questions all the time that I don't have the answer to. Mm -hmm. um, but. Yeah, when you reached out to me, I was kind of like, look, I'm I'm just an L1. You know, I've seen your guest list from the past. I know <laughs> that Christina was on level four and I know the EC and Pat Barber. And I'm just mm. like, who am I amongst these giants? I'm just, you know, I'm I'm 41 years old. I'm a military veteran with a busted knee. Um, I have a passion for CrossFit and coaching and serving others. And I've, I've only been a, a level one for, you know, not even two years yet. I absolutely plan on going to my level two at some point, hopefully this mm. year. I'm not going to put that off. Um, mm. It's But it's just managing the logistics of it. You know how that goes. And yes. but it's just, uh, yeah, there was a part of me that was like, I don't know if I have a, a whole a, to offer like those other guests. Well, there. and that's the thing, um, you know, and we talk about it a lot on this podcast um, about there's a couple of things you touched on there, but, you know, when you say that you're just a level one, I think that that is really undervaluing and underselling, you know, your contribution. I mean, there are, you know, CrossFit clearly has you L1 up through L4. But just because you have a particular number next to your name doesn't necessarily quantify what sort of a coach you are. Like there are a lot of coaches who have an L3 that are, you know, horrible coaches on the floor, but they can pass a test. Yeah. Are they likely to get their L4? Not likely because that's the actual application of the, the knowledge. So can I pass a test? You pass a test, that's great. Whereas there are some brilliant coaches who fail their L3 because test taking is not their thing. You know, they get overwhelmed with it. That's not just how their brain operates. So they kind of get stopped at that and then they feel like, oh, well, you know, I don't have that number. But I guess it's that, um, you know, as Greg Glassman says, and one of my favorite quotes is that blind and relentless pursuit of excellence and understanding, you know, virtuosity. And once you've mastered the basics, go back and do it again. Or once yep. you think you've mastered it. And I think that, you know, the other thing that you're talking about there about, you know, being a professional coach is, and we, we literally just recorded um, another episode of the podcast this morning with Sam and Ash, where we talked about, you know, as why are coaches reluctant to seek their own development outside a certification or a level? So to get a coach to coach them. Um, because, you know, we're quick to tell our clients, like if you want to compress time, you want to move faster than your towards your goals, then get a coach. I'm going to help you there. We we One of the examples we gave on the call was if I wanted to learn to fix, you know, my clean I could watch coach B teach it and then I'd start working on a million different things and it'll take me months to gradually go through the the kitchen list of of all the things to work on whereas 
if I stand in front of a coach, they'll be like, okay, why are your feet so wide? I don't know. I just watched it on the video. Okay, well, maybe we could adjust them. That Maybe they'll have it. And suddenly I don't need to worry about all these other things that were probably not applicable to me and I was turning myself inside out. By having this ex external person who's not emotionally attached to the outcome like I am personally and to go, well, ask better questions. And I think it's we were we were debating or not debating but discussing that, you know, we're quick to tell clients that but then as coaches they're very slow to invest in development outside of L1, L2, L3, um, specialty certs, that sort of thing, rather investing in a coaching relationship for themselves, understanding that's going to make them better. Um, and like you were saying, you're constantly trying to learn and grow and therefore that's how you define yourself as a professional, even though you understand you're not going to be, no one's going to master the craft, no one's going to be the best, but how do I be as best as I can be in this current point in time? Yeah, and, you know, that I've never been averse to seeking out someone to, to coach me or, mm. or feedback in general. Mm. Um, we have uh, a coach in my gym. His name's Joey, and um, he's a level three. And he's, he's kind mm. of a newer member to the gym, but he's, uh, he's really brought a lot to the table. And I seek mm. him out all the time. From the first day he visited the gym, I, you know, I was, hey, it's like, hey, I'm Coach Justin. If, if there's ever anything that you see that, that you can help me with or that I need help, please, please come to me and let me know. Mm. Um, our, our gym owner, Matt, you know, I mentioned him before. He's another one like, hey, Matt, if you see me doing something wrong or something doing better, uh, please. Mm. And it's, we, we kind of all have that relationship, at least our team of coaches do, where we can talk to each other. Um, we have a, a wide range of experience. We're not afraid to seek each other out. Um, and just be like, Hey, did you watch, you were in my class today. Did that feel okay to you? Did that, um, did that work okay? And there's mm. been numerous times here in even just recently, you know, I, I still consider myself a young learning coach and, and mm. I'll coach a class and sometimes it just doesn't feel right. You know, you do something and you're like, wow, that really didn't flow the way that I wanted it to. And I'll, I'll call one of the other coaches and I'll be like, hey, man, today's class did not go very well. Did it, did it go for you earlier in the day when you coach? How did this work for you? How did that work for you? Because um, mm. it felt like a terrible class to me. And, of course, we all try to reassure each other. And I'm, they're, always, they're always like, oh, it, it wasn't that bad. <laughs> I'm like, well, actually, yeah. you know, I kind of felt like it was. And um, so I've never been averse to that. I'm not, I've never been afraid to seek out um coaches or help or ask for feedback. That's something that, again, I think that goes back to being a professional. You, you have yep. to be willing to accept that and not mm. let it hurt your ego or bruise your ego. That's, that's part of growing. It is absolutely. And, you know, we could definitely do with more of that in the space, something that, you know, and I guess I'm going to touch back on what you were just saying about being, you know, just a level one and, and am I, and something you mentioned in, in a, one of our discussions is like going, well, I've got some physical limitations with a busted knee and, you know, I'm not a 20-year-old elite athlete. Like am I good enough to be a coach? And and dealing with that whole imposter syndrome and, and those limiting self-beliefs. Now, these are things that, you know, I can draw out of people in conversation, but you are very open and put them out there on the forefront. Like you you just put it out there in, in the conversation. Um, that we were having, and I thought that that was really refreshing. Refreshing because people don't talk about, and we all do. Even if you 
talk to Pat Barber. He'll tell you he's had he's had it and still has it. Like, why why do people want to listen to me? And meanwhile, we're watching him talk on a podcast, going, "Oh my god, it's Pat Barber." He's you know. Um, so how do you overcome that and and still not let it hold you back from moving forward to you know what you think is important for you and why you know being a coach is is such a, a important um, pillar for you in life. Well, I think it 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 comes from my my nature to want to serve people. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I did a leadership course as as part of uh, my my college degree, and um, you know, you do these these tests where you find out what kind of leaders you are. And servant leadership mm-hmm. was always high on my list. Um, it always came back as, "Hey, this is this is just what I the type of leader that I end up relating mm-hmm. with or wanting to be." Um, but um, I don't, I, you know, part of being a leader is knowing your strengths and your weaknesses. Um, and I think that's part of being a professional too. Um, and one of my, I, and, and I use the word weakness just as a term of description, um, is like, for instance, because of my knee injury, it's hard for me to appropriately demonstrate some movements. I can't always get below parallel when I squat because my range of motion is limited by arthritis and scar tissue and, um, mm-hmm. but I can still use my words. You mm. know, I have one good knee that can hit that range of motion. Um, <laughs> so it's, it's just being aware. It, it's, mm-hmm. it's knowing that, Hey, demonstration in some time, it can sometimes be a weakness of mine. So I need to be clearer with my words. Mm-hmm. Um, I need to uh, communicate that expectation. Like, Hey, this is what an air squat looks like. But when you do it, I expect the hip to be below the knee, even though my mm. hip's not below my knee. I expect your hip to be below your knee. Um, mm. But it also gives me empathy for those people that also struggle to move because yep. of limitations, whether that's mm. an injury, whether it's just they didn't sleep good. It's always like, mm. hey, maybe that range of motion is just not accessible for you today. That's OK. Mm. Um, and it's something that I appreciate because it's something that I deal with. Um, yeah. And, and I do want to say the whole when I when I say just L1, because um, we mentioned it a couple of times, I, I really meant that in reference to all of the the mm. CrossFit celebrities that have been on your show. before. <laughs> you know, like, um, but I absolutely respect the role of a level one. Um, mm. We have level ones in my gym. We have level twos in my gym. We have level threes in my gym. Um, Hopefully one day one or all of us gets to that level four. Um, but um, a level one can can create just as big of an impact. You know, that's it's just a certificate that hangs on well, the wall. That's that's really all it comes down to. To to take the ultimate step, I guess, and and open an affiliate, your level one is more than enough to that's all you need. facilitate that, to do that. Yep. So it's a powerful weapon for, and I guess that that, that is almost a good reference for it, is that your level one is a powerful weapon for changing lives, but it's what you do with it from there that matters. So, you know, the people that you would describe as just level one are those that would stay there and turn up, coach, I'm just here to coach for the hour, I'm not going to do anything else, and then go home. Not actively pursuing other opportunities to learn or grow or, ah, it's just easier to revalidate my L1 than to go to L2 because that's uncomfortable. Um. And for you, like, you know, you've talked about those uh, imposter syndrome, which we all suffer with. Um, You know, I'm on those podcasts with those people going, who am I to talk to, you know, Pat Barber, like, 
what's what have I got to um what have I got to say? You know what I mean? Rather than yep. Um, so I sit there kind of like just let Tony talk for a while and it took a while to to find a voice and start having my input on it rather than just I'm just going to watch the show in front of me. This is amazing, you know. Yeah. Um, but having that, um, you know, getting past that and saying, okay, well, I'm not going to let that stop me from doing the things that are important to me. So for you, for example, like you, you say that you've, you often wondered, like, you know, who am I to be a coach? As you embark on heading towards your level two, it'd be very easy to go, well, I've got my level one, I'm coaching, I'm already doing the thing. And it's big and it's scary and it's uncomfortable to be in that position at the L2. So what sort of things do you do for you that let you push past that? I honestly, I when I come into that that moment where I'm like, wow, that, that can be hard, that can be difficult, Um. I still go back to my military service and I'm like, I've done things way harder than this. I have been in situations much scarier than this. Um, mm-hmm. I have worked with less sleep, with more anxiety. Um, this is really not that bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and that doesn't fix it all. I mean, you still have doubts and you still have questions, but I think the answer really is just to do it. Like just action, mm-hmm. like take action. That's kind of like, I think the best thing that that people can do is to just take the first step. Um, don't mm-hmm. don't suffer the analysis by paralysis. Um, <laughs> and and it, there are still times where I struggle. Like we're still all human. Um, mm-hmm. And um, perfect example. Um, I also have a huge interest in nutrition, especially just doing that class with EC. And we just did mm-hmm. a nutrition mm-hmm. challenge in our gym. We did her 800 gram challenge, which was awesome. Right. Successful. And and I would love to start helping people with their nutrition. But there's that Mm. little voice that's like, do I know enough? Am I really ready to to help people with that? Like, Mm. do people really want to pay me to help them with that? Like there's there's still those those little doubts because it's new, it's novel. Mm. Um I'm very good at managing my own nutrition. Um, but I'm not sure if if I'm good enough to possibly help somebody else with theirs and Am I good enough maybe to give them a piece of free advice, but also mm-hmm. accept payment for that kind of service? You know, my that that's you got to be even better than good enough, you know, so mm-hmm. it, it still creeps in. Um, it's still yep. there. Um, but you just have to uh, take the first step. And I think and not just a mindless first step, not stepping off blindly. But I mm-hmm. think that's, again, part of being a professional is that preparation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, that first step could be, oh, we have a scary class today. I have to teach ring muscle ups or I have to coach ring muscle ups or bar muscle ups or I have to coach a movement that I don't do. Well, mm. the first step would be study your butt off, learn that movement, watch those YouTube videos, seek out those other coaches that do the movements. Maybe say, hey, can you meet me on Saturday before my class and watch me? Can you can we go over? So it's just all those little things, all those little steps mm. that you can do to prepare taking that action is going to relieve that anxiety so that when you step in front of the class, you've already rehearsed it. And it's almost like it it becomes mindless. And that when you get to that stage where you can stand in front of a group and, and it, and you know what you're going to say, you've practiced it, you've rehearsed it, then you don't think about it as much and you can bring more personality and fun into the Mm. class. At least that's what I try to do. Not always successful. Yeah. But but (laughs) But if you can relax, that's my mindset. And I think that's a that's a really good segue because I know that something else that's in, important to you is 
leading by example for your family and for kids and and you know you, you spoke about that you have aspirations that for your 15 year old daughter who does crossfit that you're going to do your l1 like even if you never coach like this is an important learning foundation and it's going to set you up with skills but you know that being able to move to understand that the doubts the imposter syndrome the limiting beliefs and we all and to be able to acknowledge openly we have them but then to be able to take those steps to push past is amazing role modeling for that next generation of people coming through who go oh well you know dad never just sat on his hands because he's too afraid to try so I'm going to go do that like you see whole generations and and families where people are like well this is our station this is where we're at we we aren't meant to be wealthy or lucky or do all these sorts of things we're always meant to work and work for other people it's setting that um, that example that you can do anything if you, you know, nothing is too big to conquer if you just take that action. Yeah, I think leadership by example is definitely probably one of the main values mm-hmm. um, that I that I try to live by. Uh, never ask anybody to do anything you're not willing to do yourself, whether mm-hmm. it's try a new movement in the gym or whether it's clean the bathroom. You know, mm. um, if you're not willing to do it, you shouldn't expect somebody else to do it. Um, and I'm I'm really proud of my daughter. Um, you know, she's 15. Her name's Avery. And just this weekend, she did Murph with me. Me and her, we did partner Murph. Mm. And she also did it last year. We decided to do it as a partner this year. But this is the first year she ran the mile at the beginning and the end. Yeah, boom. Um, That's epic. So she, she, today, she was my partner for today's partner wad. And she did mm. her row. She did her wall ball. She did her dumbbell snatches. She's not afraid to get in there with all the adults. Even she's not in the mm. kids class. She's with us. She's in the grown up yep. class, and mm. she keeps up with us. Uh, and uh, that's something that we as a gym are starting to do more and more of is get the kids involved. Um, we have uh, a young coach, Coach Parker. She's 18 years old and has her L1, and she's in there coaching adults. I mm-hmm. mean, you know that takes a lot of courage for her to get up in front of grown men and women. Yep. And give a whiteboard brief and try to give corrections and cues, but she does it. And she also has taken on the kids and she's coaching little kids. And yeah, so perfect. again, it's, it's all leadership by example. And I try to be, I try to lead by example in the way I coach by trying to give a good whiteboard brief every time and not phone it in, writing out mm-hmm. my lesson plans, um, taking my daughter to CrossFit with me, doing the workout, showing her that it's okay to scale, showing her that it's okay to, to do this a little bit differently. Um, mm-hmm. And I did, I, I, I joked even today with some friends that I have successfully indoctrinated my daughter because I was bragging about her doing Murph. Um, and I was like, originally it started like, hey, when, when you're old enough, you're all fun. Mm. Um, but now, now it's not even that anymore. Now it's like, well, when I turn 17, I'm going to go to the L1 and I'm coach Matt. Mm. I'm going to start being a coach at Co- CrossFit Greenville. Like she, <laughs> she's ready to jump in now. Like she really is, has gotten motivated. Yeah, um, that's awesome. And so I, I hope that, that, that that that, you know by you being so intentional about that and so you know well this is what we're doing and we're doing it together and you know I see the power on this I want you to experience it you've changed the trajectory of her future family and what she does with her kids and you know we talk about um the some of the chronic illnesses like obesity um and you know leaving a leading a you know 
sedentary life as as almost can be uh, hereditary because if that's all you've known, then that's all you do. If you you do, you know, if you 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 do what you do until you know better. But if they don't know better, and have never been shown away, so that ripple effect is really gonna go on for years beyond you know you and I walking on the on on this the surface of the earth really that you know that that positive change has gone through if if they continue that through as you know she branches out to having her own life and own family and will impact the relationship she chooses to have in her life with friends and partners because she's developed this core set of values now and it's like mm, hanging out and partying and doing you know the drugs and running muck I don't feel good about doing that because then I can't crossfit on Saturday because I feel like crap. So probably you're not the people I need to be hanging around with. And it really sets her up for a good, um, solid, successful launch pad into life. Yeah. And we, my wife and I have noticed also, like aside from just being physically fit, CrossFit Mm -hmm. has done wonders for her self image Mm -hmm. and her confidence. So her mental fitness is also there. And it's also yeah. that that not being afraid to do hard things. Yeah, going into a gym and doing some of that stuff is hard. It's difficult, and mm. and she can be a perfectionist at times. But she goes in there, and it 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 has not only helped her physically, but it's helped her mentally as well. And mm. that that that's me too. Going to yeah. the gym for me, and and if if anybody that suffers from real mental uh, health issues needs needs to actually go to a mental health professional. But the gym for me is sometimes my outlet you know, my, mm. ther- my therapy, you know, like go, if I haven't been to the gym in a day or two, I notice it, you know? Yeah. And so it's, it's definitely something that, that makes me mentally feel fitter, mm. um, yeah. not just physically fit. And it's that, that resilience. And so many times, particularly with girls of her age, you know, body image is a big deal. It's a massive, massive deal. And <clears throat> I remember when I owned my affiliate, we had a, a teen train with us who really, in her age group, she was probably the tallest of all the girls, and she was fairly she was not overweight by any stretch of the imagination, but she had a more solid frame than her friends who were, you know, more, I guess, petite. But through training and real and celebrating her strength, she got the confidence that she was happy to rock a bikini with the rest of the girls when they went, you know, to the beach or the pool. And it really changed the way that she viewed her body as in I'm big, so I'm different, but oh, I, I'm actually strong. And and embracing that and seeing strength in that, not wanting to, you know, hide herself away because she didn't mix with the or meet or have the aesthetic of the other girls. So it's a you know it's a it's a very powerful thing when, you know, that's when girls are most vulnerable to and and boys as well. They just don't admit it. But ha- having those body image issues, which can then lead to eating disorders and, and you know, she's getting that solid foundation of being recognising her strengths and being proud of, you know, what she's doing in herself and, and a good solid foundation in, yeah, I need to eat. I can eat. It's okay. You yeah, know? absolutely. Yeah, that's and awesome. We recently, um, she recently jumped into her first social media platform. And um, at first, you know, we we were the parents that wanted to hold off a little bit. And um, she finally jumped in and she loves posting her CrossFit information, you know, her scores and all that. And at first I was worried, but then I noticed when looking at like who her followers were, like her followers are like all, everybody from CrossFit, like all these yeah. other, you know, like moms and dads. I'm like, you know, what? I'm not worried anymore, you know, because 
Um, she's like, got all these friends keeping an eye on her, and you know, they're they're, they're people will just self-select out. That's her community. Yeah, um, that's right. It, it makes me feel better about it. And people who then jump into that, but you know, their their values don't necessarily align. They're going to self-select out because they're like, I don't belong in this group, and they're going to go, oh, I'm out, I'm the odd man out, and they out, so you get less of that. Um, <coughs> excuse me, that negative impact and that that sway on it. So I think that that's something powerful and you know i'm you know super super impressed by her tackling you know murph especially that mile run at the beginning and the end and uh and getting through that and you are doing amazing things in that space you know with her and for your family so you know that's that's epic um so if we're talking about you know we've got this podcast is aimed towards coaches and and also encouraging people that coaching is something that you can follow as a career, and I understand that you're not doing it full-time, but it's something that, you know, you don't have to think you fit a particular aesthetic or a um, experience level or, you know, be, you know, a, a varsity level athlete or anything like that to be able to do this. If someone's listening to this and, you know, we have quite a few listeners who are, um, you know, thinking about getting there, I want to want to dip their toe into into to coaching. What is your advice for someone who thinks, oh, I think I'd like this coaching thing, but I don't think I could be a coach? What what sort of um, advice do you have? You know, that they can take away from this today. Um, well, I would suggest to them that you know, going to the L one doesn't mean you have to coach. You know, lots of people go to the L1 and never coach. So that could be just like if you want to dip your toe in, it's definitely worth it um, whether you decide to coach or not. Um, If you think that you absolutely want to coach, talk to your box owner, talk to Mm. uh, or go visit a CrossFit gym and just drop in, get that exposure. Mm. If you are already a member at a gym, some gym owners are more than willing to say, hey, you can start doing like an internship now before you go to your L1 and see if this is really something you want to do, get that experience. Um, but again, it's, it's all about taking action. Um, mm. You, you have to kind of face those fears sometimes and, and really just say, do I want to do this or not? I'm not sure. Well, what, what would step one be? And step one would be try it, mm. take a step, you know? And I think that's really what, what people um, need to do is, is just really take that first step, um, mm. embrace the fear um, and if it's not for you, guess what? That's okay. But you tried it. And yeah. now, you, now, you know, now the doubt can be gone because you tried it and it just wasn't for you. Or maybe you tried it and it's just not for you yet. But mm. after you hang around for another year or two, maybe it will be for you then. Maybe it's just not your time, mm. uh, but you won't know if you don't try. Yeah. Uh, so that, that's what I would say. And I think, I think that that is, you know, really you know, a solid piece of advice. You you really do strike me as someone who definitely is not going to go through life and at the end die wondering what if for anything. You're just going to give it a crack and give it a whirl. And I think that that is a um, super admirable quality. I mean, even jumping on this podcast, I know you were like, are you really sure you want to talk to me? Did you send this to the right? I said, yeah, like we're going to get on and have a chat. And it's a bit daunting and intimidating because you've not done it before. And I know like, the first time I hosted the podcast, I was like, I don't know, I'm just the chief button pusher. And, you know, now, you know, it's kind of just 
what I do and I, and I love it, but, you know, and I love being able to, to bring people on the podcast to just sit down and have a chat about your life and experiences, because whilst we're our own worst critics, someone out there listening to this is going to go, well, that Justin, I'm a bit like him. Like if he can do it, I can do it. So, you know, I think your story and your experiences and your perspectives form a great basis to give someone some inspiration to actually, you know, go out and try something, just, just do it. Like, you know, you don't have to go, you don't have to sell the farm and go all in, but you can try it. And, you know, there are ways to dip your toe in and then you just never know where it's going to lead you. I'm quite sure the first time you walked into the CrossFit box and started working out that you really thought it would wind you up, you know, at the point you are now. Yeah. And it's, there's, there's a story and I can't remember who I heard it from or an example, I should say, you know, for, for that, that person that thinks they want to um, try CrossFit or try coaching. Um, mm. But they're just like, I'm not the best athlete. I'm not, yeah. I don't have this ability. I don't think that I'll, and mm. I'm not the best athlete. Um, but mm. um, I, it, I don't want to miscredit it, but I think it was even, it might've been Ben Bergeron who I heard it from, mm. but he was talking about how Michael Jordan was the greatest basketball player I don't want to start a debate here, but let's, you know, Michael Jordan was the greatest basketball player. There's no debate. But he still had a coach. Mm. And if Phil Jackson played Michael Jordan one-on-one, would he be able to beat Michael Jordan? No, but he could still coach him. Yeah. And that's, I used to, you know, clearly, you know, I'm not built like a traditional coach and, um, but I would often, you know, say to people, well, Tiger Woods's coach cannot beat him over he might beat him on one or two holes, but he's going to beat him over 18 holes consistently. But he can help Tiger beat every other player in the world. So, you know, the world needs coaches because it's having that external perspective. We we we're very good, and we were just talking about this on the earlier podcast about as humans, we're really good at self-medicating and telling ourselves things that comfort us and make us feel better and avoid that discomfort. But sometimes we need that external perspective to go. I know you're not squatting to depth and I know you find it uncomfortable. So let's work on it together versus, and why is it uncomfortable to you is the, is the more important question. Let's work through that rather than just, you know, you doing what makes you comfortable and you're doing quarter squats for the rest of your life and wondering why you can't get out of a chair when you're 80. So, you know, I think your perspective has been really refreshing and, you know, um, your just as much um, on my highlight reel of guests as any of the the celebrity coaches <laughs> because I've really enjoyed your perspective and keeping it, you know, and these are the stories that we want to tell, we want to get out of, you know, the coaches who, you know, are out there doing the good work, like being role models, paying it forward, being of service and continually striving to be professional coaches and they're the stories we want to tell and not feeling like you have to, you know, wear a red shirt or have a have a name or a brand before, you know, with a product to sell before, you know, we'll talk to you. That's definitely not what we're about at Fitfiliate for sure. And, you know, we just love sharing the story. So thank you today for your time and for sharing, you know, this part of your story with us. Um, I've enjoyed it. Enjoy the chat. And I am definitely sure we're going to get you back on for another chat with the whole team. Oh, awesome. It was It was fun anytime. I'd be happy to. So I told you it would be painless. I told you it'd be yeah. fine. Most, mostly painless. No, no, it was <laughs> yeah. definitely all painless. No pain involved. <laughs> all right, Justin, we will catch you on the next one, mate. All right, thank you very much.